Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, Patricia has an article prepared for us. So what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about humor and work-life conflict. So how humor can improve or maybe make worse the stress you feel after work-life conflict. Hmm. Yeah. So like if I experience work-life conflict and then I try to be humorous or I experience humor, what does that make it better or worse is basically what you're saying. We're going to find out the answer to. Yes, exactly. Yep. Ooh. Well, that's kind of fun. I feel like we should have like, we should have had like a, (laughs) maybe we could have like a stand-up comedian on here. If it works, then we can provide some kind of a humorous <laughs> break for people experiencing conflict. But if it doesn't work, we'll never say anything funny again. Well, I, I, I don't know if that, well, I don't know. Maybe that we could do that, but I don't know if we could actually do that. I feel like we always make each other laugh. Even if other people That's don't think true. it's funny, I think you're funny. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I agree. I don't think we could ever, we can never give up on it, even if it's damaging to others. And maybe it already is. I just don't know. <laughs> But the best thing that you said was about stand-up comedy. And, like, one of the studies in this paper actually used stand-up comedy videos. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're basically basically creating this experiment as we speak. Uh, I remember being able to go see stand-up. I didn't go see stand-up comedians very frequently, but I remember... Like I used to go and that feels like so long ago that you were able to go see a person say funny things in real life. I know it. We didn't go that often either. But when we did go, we'd be like, oh, man, we should do this more because it's always. Yeah, we would do the same thing. I know. Even like just like random, like sometimes it was funny. I've seen like some more like famous people like um, John Mulaney or like Mm, um, and like Nick Kroll or I saw. um, Oh, I saw Bob Saget. No, <laughs> that was kind of bad. It was gross. He was gross. I like just went for the full house factor. And afterwards I was like, I don't really ever need to see that again. Um, yeah. That one was probably a bad one. <laughs> I don't know if our listeners know how much you love full house. <laughs> oh yeah. Full house is the best. And, um, and you know, I've also seen John Stamos on Broadway and that was delightful. John Stamos on Broadway was delightful. Bob Saget stand up was somewhat disgusting just because he <laughs> says gross. He says gross things a lot and it's very uncomfortable because I just don't want him to say that. Yeah, because you still want him to be like the wholesome yeah. dad. <laughs> I want him to be Danny Tanner. I want him to come out and vacuum the stage and like <laughs> sing songs. I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel like he probably went the opposite direction because he was bur- trying to break free of that. That's true. That's probably true. Yeah. And didn't we, did you go? No, I don't know. No. When we were in at Penn State, I think it was me and Anne. Anne's getting another shout out. We, mm-hmm. um, we saw Dimitri Martin and Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell and somebody else um, and Nick Swartzen. And that was pretty funny. That's um, a good I one. I feel like, yeah, that was like a, maybe that was before you existed (laughs) I think I existed okay I just wasn't there yet (laughs) um yeah because we went to that together um and that was fun and I know I've been to some other shows too before but and even when you just go to like random ones sometimes like I've been to like some like my one friend was an improv and 
some of her improv shows were funny. We went to Second Story. You were there for that. Second City. Second City. Yes. Second Story. What's that? Oh, that's the name of a cafeteria in my college. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't been there. I'm sure it's delicious, but... uh. It's not. It's just a college cafeteria, but... Um, Second City. But Second City in Chicago, we did do that. That was really fun. Yeah, we've done... Gosh, I'm like the worst. I have such a terrible memory. I'm sure if like Danny was listening to me right now, he'd be like yelling at me as to who we've seen because I like can't think of names of people right now. But we also have done like the just like randomly be like, oh, let's just go to the Laugh Factory or the comedy store or whatever. Um, And just kind of would go on random nights. And if people, especially if people are in town, we'll just kind of like decide. I mean... The comedy clubs on Sunset Boulevard are like a thing. So yeah, in know. LA, you have like actually like really good people that go there just for that. Yeah, and sometimes uh, people will just pop up on a show like that wasn't supposed to be there, and that's fun. So that's kind of fun. But then there have definitely been some nights where not everybody has been stellar. But right, <laughs> I think that's normal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we were. Um, when we went to see um, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney do this show called Oh Hello, they always they would bring up like a person that they were supposed to be pranking in the middle of it, but usually it was a celebrity. And I was so mad because the night that we went to go see it, they didn't have anybody. They just like brought up a random audience member. And it was funny, <laughs> but I, like, I really wanted to see like a person. And then the next night they had Paul Rudd. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was so mad. I was like, I have been mistreated like I was like I don't understand (laughs) like I was so sad um I love Paul Rudd yeah me too he's one of the best he is funny one of the best um but yeah but yeah I'm interested in this humor idea because I feel like especially during quarantine I've been feeling like humor I know that this is about conflict it's not about just like generally do you like humor but I feel like I've been gravitating so much more towards just like funny shows mm-hmm. um, since quarantine started. Cause I feel like my brain just needs to like breathe. Totally agree. I feel like I have been watching a lot more comedies and fewer dramas and things. Not like I'm always super into heavy dramas, but yeah, I feel like more generally more off more frequently. I would have a balance between the two. And I yeah. feel like during the past year, I've been mostly wanting to watch something funny. Yeah, or just, like, something happy, like, light. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be, like, oh, like, murders and mysteries. And I'm, like, I already feel like I, like, have enough to, like, think about right now. I don't really need to, like, worry about, like, this, like, random fake story of, like, people going through a terrible time. Right. Um, and I, that's, like, Shit's Creek is, like, the first thing I got into oh, during quarantine. That. And I was, like, I was sad that I never watched it, li- like, I never watched it live, but I'm also really happy that I did it because I got to watch all of it at the beginning of quarantine. Yes, we did the same thing. And like that was such a that is such a delightful show. And that was great. Um, Yeah, we've just been watching like very like light, like happy things. And like um, we do. uh, So Brendan does like a row machine is his like workout. And he'll watch like a TV show while he does it to like pass the time. And he's always watching like either like crime scene shows or like now he's like (laughs) now he's watching like the Sopranos or he'll watch like um there was one uh he loves the wire and there was one that this the director of the wire made called like generation kill or something and I was like I don't want to watch anything where like like I like 
hear it like cause the basement doors open and it's everybody like Wah! and there's like guns and people are like <laughs> I hate you and everyone's like crying and I'm like I don't need this like this is not no I'm like this is not the energy that I need right now I just can't handle it yeah I agree I agree I'm leaning the humor side too for it's sure true well that's exciting I'm excited so I, I feel like I'm like I want to just like know like but is is humor bad for me? <laughs> <laughs> no, Am I no, doing no, no. myself a disservice? <laughs> no, no, no. So there's some mixed results here, but nothing in this study says you should not watch funny TV. So okay, there you go. Good. You've got to win there. Um, but yeah, let's dive in. So cool. this article is called Finding Humor and Work-Life Conflict, Distinguishing the Effects of Individual and Coworker Humor. And it's written by Chang Chan um. Amar Nani and Far Farivar in 2021, mm. so it's brand new, brand new. Okay, cool. Um, in the Journal of Vocational Behavior. Nice. Yes. So it is a new study, and the it really talks about the two concepts of work like work life conflict, which we've talked about many times, but really it's um it's really around where you're seeing that the pressures of you know your work are impacting your life and creating some sort of stress and in conflict right between your two domains work and life yes humor is i feel like it's funny to define humor but i did write it down just in case um and really it's what you would think it is so they defined it as anything that people think say or do that may be perceived as funny and tends to make people laugh so Hmm. yeah so kind of what you would think of humor nothing yeah nothing too unique in that definition Um, And in previous studies, so before this study, when they were talking kind of in their literature review, you know, there's research that shows that using humor can ease the burden of job strain and distress. Um, And generally, humor has actually been very beneficial for coworkers. So humor can help increase performance, can improve workplace communication and workplace relationships. So there's a lot of positives with humor, for sure. Gotcha. Okay, so we're coming into this with like a a uh, positive bent towards humor saying mostly we think that this is a good thing, but there's a possibility that it might not always play out that way in this conflict domain. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So then if you're thinking about humor, like when you're dealing with stress, it's kind of a coping mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. So it can be as a used as a coping mechanism that helps you make light of something that's stressful to feel better about it. Feel, think a little more positively about the situation. Um, so that's what the, like going into it, they're like, okay, so being able to joke about the stress that you're feeling because your work and your life are having conflict is fine. Like that should help you. Right. Yeah. Well, what did they find? So let's talk about what they found because I think it's, I'm just going to dive right in because there's a lot to unpack that we can talk about, but it's a pretty straightforward results. Um, if you will, they have three studies in this paper. So Mm -hmm. the first study, they really look at the videos that I was talking about. So people watched either a like a boring whatever video or a stand-up comedy video. Um, and the stand-up comedy video was about family and work conflict. So it was specific content around these types of oh. conflicts. So people would write either about a day where they had work-life conflict or they didn't have any conflict. So they were told, okay, you know, one group said, we want you to write about a time where you felt like your work and your life were in conflict. And then the other group, they said, don't write about a random day not about that you know they don't even prime them for that and then after they do that then they ask them to watch a video and it was either a test video 
or the stand-up video, and they were measuring stress um, to see how that impacted them. Okay. So So there's like four different conditions. So either like Mm -hmm. you thought about a conflict and you watched a funny video or you thought about a conflict and you watched a boring video or you didn't think about a conflict and you watched a funny video and you didn't think about a conflict and you watched a boring video. Exactly. Yep. So that was the first study. And then the second study um, is where they measured this in like more of a true business setting where they looked across three different time periods, measuring work-life conflict. So asking people questions like, you know, I have to miss work activities due to the amount of time I have to spend on family responsibilities or vice versa. Um, They measured coping humor. So are they a person that finds that uh, their problems feel reduced when they find something funny about them? Then they measured stress. And they also measured coworker humor in this one. So like whether or not... People are telling humor stories to ease tension, things like that. Okay. So in that one, they're basically asking you how much conflict do you have? How much do you use humor as a coping mechanism? How much do your coworkers use humor? And then how stressed are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time one is they looked at the conflict and your use of coping humor. Time two was how stressed you were and whether people were using your coworkers were using humor. And then time three was turnover intention. So seeing if people wanted to leave their job. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So that was kind of the ultimate stress is important because it's going to lead you to want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had a final study three, which included basically everything that was in study two. The only thing they did is they added a coworker support measure. So seeing if, um, if there was an impact of how supportive the coworkers are, if that changed, whether or not you saw humor as a bad thing. Okay. If gotcha. that makes sense. Yeah. So I might view my coworkers humor differently if I know them well and feel like they're a supportive person. Exactly. Okay, cool. So I'm um, curious to know what did they find? Yeah. So you could probably guess by the fact that in study three, they added coworker support. That yeah. There was not positive results in study two. Right. But let me just break it down um, as we go. So the first study, they found that work-life conflict led to stress, which we would assume, right? So they're thinking about a work-life conflict situation. They're feeling stressed out. But then if they watch that humor video, they actually experience less stress than if they Hmm. watch the control video. So seeing that humor video, then they kind of like forget about the stress they were thinking about and um, feel they feel better. Um, than if they were just watching a control, boring, whatever video. So it seems like the idea of, like I was saying, like watching like a funny TV show or something, although the content you said was specific to work-life conflict, but maybe if it was like a sitcom about a family, I don't know. But um, yeah. but like something like that, that, that seems to have sort of more of the positive impacts that we know humor to have from the past literature. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that was study one. So study two, when they looked at people who used coping humor, so people that, so like kind of why they use that video that was a stand-up comedy video around work-life issues is because they're assuming people are going to use humor as a coping mechanism. Like I'm going to joke about the fact that I'm having these stresses, you know, that I can't get anything done because my kid keeps interrupting me. Ha ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm clearly made for stand-up comedy. <laughs> that was a really good set. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Go on down to sunset. 
make your mark. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get famous and just like <laughs> ditch this podcast. And, My yeah. kids, right? <laughs> ah. <laughs> No, oh it was a good, I'm sure if you had time to write a set, it would be good. Um, but <laughs> I yes. don't think that's true. But anyway, so they're trying to they're trying to like mimic with the video. They were trying to mimic like what you would do, except you're watching another person. And now they're actually saying like, OK, you're the one that's making the jokes as a way of coping with this. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so what they found is that people that said that they use coping humor, they actually felt less stress from work life conflict than those that didn't. So if I answer the questions about coping humor saying like yeah I will often find the humor in my negative situation and I think it eases the situation I think I feel better afterwards blah 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 then they they do see that they feel less stressed um mm. from the work-life conflict so okay. individually it's a good thing if you can make light of your own situation yay good cool okay that's um, good. yeah and that actually led to less intention to turnover so that them saying that they you know basically if you can make light of the situation you're going to feel less stress and you're going to be fine in your job you don't necessarily want to leave it so in that situation you're in control of the narrative so it's basically like I am making jokes about my work life but I'm curious to see what happens if someone else makes jokes about it because then I'm not in control of the narrative and I might be like that's not funny I'm actually stressed and I don't find that enjoyable Yep. Well, you're right. So <laughs> people who said that they experienced high coworker humor felt more stressed from their work-life conflict, which led to them more likely wanting to leave their job. Hmm. Womp gotcha. Womp. And did they, when they asked the questions about the coworker, was it the same sort of thing? Like they're just making like the, the questions on the survey were like, you know, does this person make jokes related to your work and life conflicts? Is that what it was? No, they're kind of broad. So that's kind of an interesting piece, too. So it says uh, the, the example question they gave was we tell humorous stories to ease tension, tense situations at work. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder if people think that they're funny, but they don't think other people are <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I like my like people are like I like my own jokes but like these jokes I don't I don't need and they're taking up my time I don't have any time and now I have to listen to your jokes <laughs> I mean it's possible it's possible I don't know I mean they're they're liking they're well liking they're basically theorizing that you know if kind of what you were saying the control of your narrative I mean it's I wouldn't say this is a perfect measure of that but um but there are their theory is that if you're dealing with work-life conflict, like people making light of work situations when you're feeling stressed out makes you feel like, well, it's not, it's not a light situation, right? Like right, I am stressed right. out. This isn't a right. funny thing. Right. Um, so that's what their theory is. But yeah, basically if they said that they experienced high coworker humor, then they felt more stress from their work-life conflict, which led them to have more intentions to turn over. And this is why they did study three. So they wanted to see, all right, so we know that, great, we understand that people that are telling jokes about themselves or using humor for coping or they're watching a video, they're good. But what is going on with this coworker thing? And so that's why they measured coworker support in mm -hmm. the third study. And what they actually found was that more coworker humor. So if I said that there's more humor within my coworkers, I think that my coworkers support me less. So it was hmm. associated with lower coworker support. 
Are they like getting made fun of? That's so interesting. Did they bring that up that like it could be like malevolent humor? They didn't bring that up, but I think that there's potential for that for sure. Yeah. Like maybe there's a lot of teasing in the work environment or something. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that could be something that people are like, oh, they think they're being funny, but, like, I actually don't think they're funny. Yeah, and also, like, the the example question they gave for coworker support is my coworkers go out of their way to make my work life easier. So, like, mm. maybe if your coworkers are just making jokes about stuff, they're not, even if they're not malicious jokes, maybe they're not then also trying to help you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, my kids also, I don't know, <laughs> need my time. We're back <laughs> to your set again. <laughs> My really good joke telling. Um, I don't know. Whatever. They make some joke about the situation. (laughs) And then, but then they don't like actually do anything specific to help you. Right. Well, I can think about that because like, um, I don't know if this is the same thing, but I've definitely had co-workers who I felt like were time wasters in the sense that like they Mm. spent a lot of time talking about like this is what's going on in my life and your life or whatever and like maybe they're being humorous about it but like it actually takes up a lot of time and you're like no like Mm -hmm. I need to get things done like I'm happy to have a conversation with you at another point but like I'm actually stressed and I need to get things done and I don't really want to like stand here and like have any conversation you know what I mean like it, it, yeah. I like it could be that it's viewed as like a time waster and yeah. um yeah and like especially if you're say- like you're saying if they're also saying like yeah and they don't really help me then it's like okay maybe you're just like you know I don't mind jokes in general but like a bunch of jokes when I have stuff to do I'm not that into I think that's a really solid point. I think we could probably ask someone to study this at some point because I think that is a question mark to me too. Like they they basically talked about how it's making light of a stressful situation and then employees feel less supported. And I agree that that's possible, but I think that you're right too. Like it could be, well, it's not that they don't feel supported because you're making the joke. It could be that they don't feel supported because all you're doing is making jokes and you're not doing anything right. else that's useful. Um, you know, it could be completely a different reason there um, as to why they're not feeling that support either. So yeah, I do find it interesting, but yeah, I mean the main, the main takeaways here, like it's a good idea for you to ease your own tension with some humor, like watch Mm -hmm. that funny video or, you know, you can, if assuming your coworker is not going to then go and make a joke too, you can make a joke about your own situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, But then, yeah, it, it seems like the focus really should be for leaders and coworkers to, to support each other mm-hmm. but not joke about it yeah it seems like and maybe if your coping is like humor focused coping you don't have to do that with your coworkers, so you could like go home and right. like with your like partner or roommate or whoever your mom like you could like joke about the stuff that's going on but it doesn't need to be directed towards your coworkers, so they're not feeling the same way about you like hey I'm not really like in need of all these jokes and I think because it's like um specific to conflict it's also like okay we're talking about joking while people are having like this is true as people are having high conflict right so it's like Mm -hmm. we're talking about making jokes at a time when somebody really is feeling like underwater whereas if you're like at like a 
you know, lunchtime or something and you're having like a normal day sitting with your colleagues, I'm sure if people say like things that are humorous, you're not just like going to sit there like Wednesday Adams and like stare at them. Like, I'm sure that that's like (laughs) probably fine, but it seems like it's just like if I'm stretched thin, I don't really appreciate people making light of that situation. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's, anyways, I think there's a lot to unpack in this study. I think there's a lot that can be done to really understand it further. But I agree, like, yeah, when you're having a break time with people, it's probably a different situation than if you're just in a meeting and you're stressed out and then someone just keeps joking about work-life stuff or whatever it is. Right. Um, you just might feel like your time is being wasted, like you said. I think that's probably part of it. Um, so I think the big takeaways like you said are if you want to joke about it if that's a mechanism that works for you to cope with the stress that you're in then try to take it outside of the workplace where you're able to do that and then support each other in the in the work environment in terms of trying to help reduce stress in a more supportive way versus a humorous way yeah like maybe if you're helping someone and while you're helping them you're making jokes like that's a good one-two punch like you're being humorous while you're actually taking stuff off someone's plate or like being useful to them. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's always like um, somebody in the office that like roams around and doesn't do much, but like talks a lot. And I feel like, yeah, (laughs) those people are usually not like, no one like thinks they're bad people, at least in my experience. Nobody's like, oh, that person's a bad person. Like, I hate that person or something. But they get irritated because they're like, you know, I'm trying to do stuff and you're like hanging out in my office door telling me stories or like cracking jokes. And like, I actually need you to go because I had like things I was supposed to do or during this period of time. And now you're just like standing here. Um, so <laughs> that's like sort of what I'm thinking of is like you would rate that person low on support and high on using humor but you wouldn't necessarily think that they're helping you feel better right right yeah and I wonder if like I don't know I could also see a situation and now we're just like making up situations and trying to figure out how to feel but um but I could also see a situation where like I use coping humor to help me get through stress so like maybe I'm really busy and I'm asking about a deadline from my team member and saying something like Oh, like when is this due? You know, I've got all these kids at home and I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> There's a joke again. <laughs> There's so many. Where they all come from? I opened the door one day and they all ran in. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna like lose it, but um. <laughs> anyways, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love. Well, I'm glad in our humor episode, we're both yeah. laughing a lot at my <laughs> stupidity. But um, anyways, so let's pretend you're good at making jokes in that situation. And you make a, <laughs> and you a make real, a real joke. One. Yeah. And then like, what if your coworker like holds on to that and then just keeps joking about it? And right. then you're like, okay, all right. Like that's I it. made like right. a little quip about it and then I want to move on. I don't right. want you to then continue to make right. light of it when it's actually right. stressful for me. True. It's like if you can be like... Like, you know, people that like you care about, like you could be like, oh, my husband's annoying. But if someone else is like, yeah, your husband's really annoying. You're like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it could be. I could think it could be like that. It's like, well, no, no, no. You don't get to actually joke about my work life issues. Right. But I can joke about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it could be a lot of stuff. But I think the good news for me is that I don't need to stop watching my 
humor shows. I continue can continue watching them and they can provide me some benefit. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, if you think about it, maybe in work or in life, if you're not going to help somebody that's stressed, then you probably shouldn't take up any of their time by joking either. Like pick to help them and then maybe you buy yourself some, you know, maybe as you're doing that, you can make it a nicer environment by joking around. Someone would have to study that. But like if someone's stressed, the best thing to do is to help and not to try to joke. Yeah. Agreed. Don't take up an entire meeting joking around when you know they've got a lot on their plate. Right. Move past it. No, no jokes. No, no amazing <laughs> sets like mine. Um, need to Don't come be talking about just so many kids. <laughs> <laughs> Where did all these kids come from? Um, disappeared. They just appeared. <laughs> Am I right? I've lost count. Um, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. getting it together (laughs) uh but yeah i feel like that's probably what it is yep i think i think we solved the puzzle even if that's not what they said (laughs) i feel like they solved we solved the puzzle so if you're like a leader i think a good takeaway for this is that if you know that your team has a lot going on to try to be more efficient and helpful and to support and to like help others to be more efficient and helpful and like get rid of the work before you're trying to like have this like camaraderie-ish environment. Yeah, exactly. I think really focus on how can you take things off people's plates to reduce that stress really is what it is. Or, you know, help at least give them the support they need to get that done, to get things done, to get things moving. And then I think, you know, we do know, like I said earlier, that from the research we see that humor is a good thing, um, but it's probably in the correct context. So if you're having lunch with your coworkers, you probably don't need to be like super stoic. Think it's right. okay to laugh right. and make some jokes, but it's different when you're dealing with someone that's handling a lot of stress in this conflict and then you just like take their time by joking around too much. So, yeah. I think that's a good takeaway. Like leaders can really focus in on making sure to create a constructive environment where people can be productive and get what they need to do done, and then when there's some downtime, humor can definitely, you know, come in. Um, as, as it makes sense, but not to make it too much of a thing when people are really stressed out. Tasks first, humor second. But if you're feeling stressed and you want to take a little bit of time to watch like a funny YouTube video or something, have at it because it's your choice. But if you're doing it to someone else, they may not appreciate it as much. Task first, humor later. Yep. That's, that's the takeaways. Yeah. So it was a, it was a fun article. Um, lot, I thought it was interesting to see that yeah. humor affected people the way it did so yeah i think it's good to know a good caveat do you have do you have one more joke for us before we go <laughs> um i don't think so i mean i can just talk about like i don't know i'm just gonna stop it's gonna be very embarrassing whatever i say is gonna be terrible so we're gonna stop uh, okay <laughs> i well, thought maybe i could get one more out of you it's all right well I'm glad that you found humor in my jokes I did <laughs> we should end this episode with one of those noises we'll get Allie to put it in that's like that should be like the end of it <laughs> we'll get Allie to edit that in oh man yeah ridiculous but anyways clearly I'm not a the company comedian 
I was never a class clown. That is no, not me. No, you're very funny, but that, it was just it was just that all of your all of your stand up jokes had like this content about the number of children that you had. I think there's a difference between being funny and like a casual conversation keeping things light kind of way uh, and trying to tell a joke. That uh, is my Telling a joke is not my strong suit. (laughs) Well, I mean, you also had no time, so it's okay. We're going to give you a pass on it. I am not. I was made happy. I don't care what the article says. I was made happy by co-worker humor today I enjoyed that a lot so thank you well I'm glad and hopefully hopefully everyone else did too yes um at least you know at least thought that our laughing at it was funny yeah <laughs> we are being silly they're laughing but, at us and not with us and that's fine <laughs> yeah whatever whatever makes you laugh we're, uh, we're down you know, we're fine we'll take it we'll take it <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah we uh I don't know. That was a good article, and we'd love to hear from all of you. If you have any thoughts, any jokes you want to share with us, Ooh. Ooh, I kind of want some jokes. Maybe I can make my joke telling a little bit better. Um, <laughs> so feel free to send them to us. You can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on our website, workerbeing.com, and on social media at workerbeing on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as a final little plug, we have our free managing stress course available online. So you just go to um, our website, find our courses there. It's completely free and it can help you manage your stress, which obviously we've been talking about stress. I wouldn't say it's humorous. It's (laughs) free of jokes, completely free and completely free of jokes. Don't worry. (laughs) No jokes, but it is free content. So there you go. It is. That's true. (laughs) So, (laughs) So go check that out. And thank you so much for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.